0: be seated Samin Nosrat is a James Beard award-winning chef and she is the author of salt fat acid heat which is an instruction manual and also a love letter on the art and science of cooking in salt fat acid heat she talks of those four elements as the compass points to good cooking and thus to good food. Through varying amounts and intensities of these four ingredients, cuisines from all cultures are brought forth. In her introduction, she talks about learning to cook while working at the famous Chez Panisse in Berkeley, California, where one of her first lessons was about salt. She says, Most often when a dish fell flat, the answer lay in adjusting the salt. Sometimes it was in the form of salt crystals, but other times it meant a grating of cheese, some pounded anchovies, a few olives, or a sprinkling of capers. And I began to see that there is no better guide in the kitchen than thoughtful tasting, and that nothing is more important to taste thoughtfully than salt. And so here we are, this morning, being reminded by our gospel that we, too, ought to be tasting thoughtfully for salt. Our passage this morning from the gospel comes from the first part of Matthew's Sermon on the Mount. Immediately prior to this are the Beatitudes, which we heard last week from the Reverend Frank Wade. Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, and so forth. And immediately following this, Jesus teases apart the Christian's allegiance concerning Jewish law. Now, Lutheran professor of theology Mary Hinkle Shore calls Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' I have a dream speech. And in it, Jesus, in Jesus's Sermon on the Mount and in Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I have a dream, we hear an alternate reality laid out before us, one that is inspirational and one that makes us think, gosh, wouldn't that be nice, at the vast goodness of the landscape before us in the midst of this divided complicated violent world king's dream and jesus's salt and light seem like a utopia unattainable by us just mere mortals but the thing that we are liable to forget when we are standing like stunned deer in the headlights of that peace-laden utopia is that none of us, not a single one of us here, is being asked to bring about the kingdom of God on our own. Because when Jesus says, you, he means all of you. That is, all 'all. (laughs) y'all. We're not meant to take this speech, neither the I Have a Dream, nor the Sermon on the Mount, as recipes for how to live a good life. We're meant to find ourselves within them, to listen in, to see where we fit, and then to fit ourselves into it, to find the one small part we can do to realize the dream. Like Samin Nasrat said, we need to taste thoughtfully for salt. Like so much of what we preachers preach, this is a lesson I need to hear, one that I need to learn myself. Very recently, I was lamenting to a friend about the heaviness that I feel when I think about the depth and the breadth of the racism that exists all around us, the obvious and the insidious, and how I am so easily overwhelmed by how pervasive it is, how small I feel when I think of the work there is to do. I'm exhausted just thinking about it, I admitted. There's so much work, I am so small, and I don't even know where to start. Well, she said, I've got good news for you. It's already started, you don't have to do that part. The work started a long time ago. All you have to do is figure out your part and then jump on in and do it. Just your part. That's all anyone's asking of you. I need to be tasting thoughtfully for salt. In Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, Nosrat continues in her exploration of salt saying this, salt has a greater impact of on flavor than any other ingredient. Learn to use it well and your food will taste good. Salt's relationship to flavor is multidimensional. It has its own particular taste and it both balances and enhances the flavor of other ingredients. Does this mean you should simply use more salt? No, it means use salt better. Add it in the right amount at the right time and in the right form, the right amount, at the right time, and in the right form. And in this era when busyness is considered a virtue, I want you to remember with your heart and hear with your ears that Jesus is not telling us to do more. Jesus is not telling us to trample our own selves underfoot, to wear ourselves out with the work that is at hand. Jesus is not telling us to go out and accomplish things in order that we might earn our saltiness. The Sermon on the Mount is not about our doing. It is about our being. It is about our Christian identity. It is about who We are. Last week, Reverend Frank reminded us that the Beatitudes are about finding the edges of the righteous path and then staying within them. They are about defining the Christian walk. This morning, Jesus further defines who we are. He doesn't tell us to go do salty things, Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. Our choice is not whether or not we will be the salt. We are the salt. We have no choice in that. Our choice is about how we will manifest the saltiness that the world needs. How will we salt better, tasting thoughtfully, using it at the right time and in the right form? The needs of the world are so great. The needs of our city are so great. The needs of our church are so great. But the good news is the work has already begun. Whether we're talking about racial healing or the work of eradicating poverty or the work of healing our planet or the work of welcoming the stranger or any of the other work we do so often, it has already begun. We all y'all do not have to start it we need to figure out how our own salt can be used and then we need to be salty and when we do this we are together bringing that dream into reality we are together bringing the kingdom closer and so it's time for we together to begin cooking. Amen.